For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This week on Viewpoints. What's really cool about Amy Borm is you may not know her name, but you know who she coached, Simone Biles. Examining the legacies of the coaches who crafted the best athletes in the world. Then. As a female, she's not afraid to be who she is. She recognizes that she's equal to everyone else. She's not waiting around for someone else to solve the problem. She's out there ahead of it. The modern appeal of fictional characters like Hermione Granger. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses. eBay Motors never has that problem. They stock all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters. I can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts. I mean, where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors, let's ride. Michael Jordan, Simone Biles, Roger Federer. Behind every great athlete is a great coach that's there every step of the way. Many professional athletes would likely not be where they are today without the guidance of their right-hand man or woman. Sports writer Justin Speisman chronicled the legacies of these leaders in his new book, Coach, The Greatest Teachers in Sports and Their Lessons for Us All. Now, I'll tell you that the way people won, the way coaches did what they did, was very unique to the coach. In no capacity was the way that Bill Belichick did it the same as the way Phil Jackson did it, the way is the same that Jimmy Valvano did it. They all did it in their own way, and I'm really impressed by that. While each person is different in their own respect, Spiesman did highlight that there were certain qualities he saw time and time again across all coaches and sports. There was certainly a dedication to greatness, you know, a desire to be the best at what they did. They were students of the game. They were hard workers. No one just got away with greatness without putting in the time and the effort. So those are the types of things, that dedication, the resilience, the great effort toward their trade, being a student of the game that I did recognize. Spiesman breaks down many of the coaches he studied into four distinct styles. The team builders, the strategists, the technicians, and the closers. The first two styles are fairly straightforward. 
A team builder is someone who excels in bringing the team together and getting each athlete amped and in the right mindset to contribute to a cohesive team. The second, the strategist, analyzes each detail of every play and takes a very scientific approach to the game. The next is the technician, which Spiesman says is one of the more unique categories. I thought about the coaches that had a really remarkable grasp on the technicalities of a specific sport, the mechanics, understanding how training and preparation optimize performance, discipline, sports science, physiology, psychology, nutrition. The technicians always focused on those types of things. They help their athletes become the best of the best through a number of variables like science and academics and analytics. They studied the game. They're kind of like the money ball of coaches. And last, there are the coaches that are the closers, the ones who really excel in leading their team or athlete to a win during the final stretch of a game or competition. Those are the coaches that when there's blood in the water, they close that game out. They know victory when they see it. They motivate and they inspire others to finish strong. Whenever opportunity or greatness is within grasp, they get it. They grab it. Great example of that that people may not know is Carol Hutchins. She was a uh, Michigan, University of Michigan softball coach, still there. And she has 1,600 wins, winningest coach in Division I softball history, inducted in the Coaches Hall of Fame. And her history of sustaining tremendous success is really matchless. There's very few coaches that have done that. So she's a great example of a closer. And there are coaches that fall into more than one category. For instance, take Bill Belichick, head coach of the New England Patriots. Belichick has led the Patriots to six Super Bowl titles under his reign, the most in history for an NFL head coach. One of Bill Belichick's gifts is he would find what your greatest strength is and take it away from you. That's strategy in its purest form. But he's also a closer. I mean, he won. He won games. He won championships, he won titles, he closed out. It is arguable that he could fall into either of the two categories. While Belichick is one of the greats in football history, there are also new coaches paving their way. Sean McVay, who just led the L.A. Rams to the Super Bowl title this month, is just 36 years old. He's the youngest coach in football history to win the Lombardi Trophy. Spiesman says that in the world of sports, he's seeing more and more coaches who are hitting their prime earlier in life. These coaches that are in their early to mid-30s, that in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, that was unheard of to be a head coach that young. But now we're seeing it happen quite regularly. And a lot of it is because these coaches are easier to relate to. They understand the culture. They relate better to the players. So they have this innate ability just generationally to connect with these players and understand the players' basic needs. And the players then look at someone that's more like them, that understand their challenges, that understand the modern day issues that they're experiencing, and they want to run through a brick wall for them. And so I think we're definitely seeing a downturn in age of coaching. They obviously have to have a substantial amount of experience and qualifications, but we are seeing younger coaches getting far better chances.
And these younger coaches who rise up amongst the ranks often don't have several years of experience playing the sport professionally before they transition into coaching. Take Sean McVay, who played collegiate football at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. After graduation, he didn't go on to the NFL, but instead took a coaching job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The reality is that some people in the game recognize early on that they're better at developing players and leading a team than being a pro athlete themselves. On the other hand, there are some great coaches who have had amazing athletic careers and then in later years transition to the sidelines and become incredible leaders. Former basketball player and current head coach for the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, is a prime example of this. He's an eight-time NBA champion, winning five titles as a player with the Chicago Bulls and the San Antonio Spurs, and three titles as head coach of the Warriors. Steve Kerr, fantastic basketball player, very much a role player on Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls championship teams, but had a love for the game, understood the game, was a student of the game. And now he's turned into this remarkable coach that I think we all can agree has really achieved a great deal. And the reason why I think he's achieved a great deal is because he understands the rigor of the game. And so I think you don't have to have played the game to be a great coach, but I do think you get some remarkable insight if you did play the game, because it does give you this kind of behind the scenes approach. And you've gone to war on the courts before, you know what it feels like to recover, you know what your body's capable of you get it. And I think that gives you a level of credibility that these players relate to. And this connection between athlete and coach is vital. Continued communication and a mutual reliance and respect are just some of the qualities that are key during the year spent together. In fact, many of these competitors work with the same coach for several years throughout their prime. For example, most Americans have heard of gymnast Simone Biles, but are you familiar with Amy Borman? Amy was born in Chicago. She was a gymnast herself, but at a young age, she wanted to earn money for her family, so she started coaching gymnastics. She ends up going to high school, and the high school had a great gymnastics program, and she was a great gymnast herself. She actually won a city championship when she was just a freshman. She wasn't good enough to become an Olympic gymnast, but she still wanted to be involved in the sport. So she goes to college, and while she's in college, she takes a part-time coaching position. And at that point in time, she ends up accepting a coaching job in Texas at Cypress Academy, which is one of the best gymnastics coaching schools in the country. And then in 2005, she meets this gymnast named Simone Biles while she was at Bannon's. And in that moment, life changed. You know, Simone was eight years old. And eight years later, she's the U.S. national champion and an all-world champion in her senior debut. Borman coached Biles for more than a decade before they parted ways in 2016. But many experts wonder, where would Biles be today without Borman? There's no doubt that she was instrumental in Biles' success. Across history, there are many coaches that never get their due recognition for the athletes they've helped develop yet they continue on with their craft for the love of the sport. And no matter what country you come from, what language you speak, everyone can come together and enjoy the action of a great game. It's important to remember that without the coaches who shape these high-performing athletes, 
none of these sports would have the same following that they do today. To find out more about this topic and our guest, Justin Speisman, visit viewpointsradio.org. Also check out his book, Coach, The Greatest Teachers in Sports and Their Lessons for Us All, available online and in bookstores. For more behind the scenes, search Viewpoints Radio on Twitter and Facebook. This segment was written and produced by Amira Zaveri. I'm Gary Price. Coming up, exploring the larger lessons behind Harry Potter when Viewpoints returns. Celebrating living legends of black history. Brought to you by AARP. Back in a moment. During Black History Month, AARP recognizes leaders taking action to help build up their communities, like Hope Harley, co-founder and president of the Board of the Bronx Children's Museum, who educates children on the history of the borough through dance, art, literature, and science. AARP believes the efforts of one person can truly make an impact, but when we unite for the greater good, we thrive together. To learn more about these community leaders and their journeys, visit aarp.org slash blackcommunity. In his stellar career, Andrew Young started out as a senior aide in the 60s to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a proponent of nonviolent resistance. Young's experiences in grassroots politics of the civil rights movement allowed him to take principled but pragmatic stands for his constituents. He's a pastor, civil rights activist, was the 55th mayor of Atlanta, a U.S. congressman, and the U.S. ambassador to the United States. Celebrating living legends of black history with AARP. Want better skin from your body wash? Try Olay Body Wash infused with skincare super ingredient, collagen. Olay Body Wash with collagen hydrates to renew skin surface cells, improving skin three times better versus the leading body wash to transform skin from dry and dull to firm and radiant. So I can step into my day feeling fearless in my skin. And now try new Olay Body Lotion, which hydrates for healthier looking skin that improves over time. Olay Body. Geico presents Motorcycle Sounds. If you hear this, and within 15 seconds, you already know that it's a six-speed cruiser with a wheelbase of 120 inches, a V-twin two-cylinder engine with a max torque of 110 foot-pounds, a bright yellow body, black upholstery, chromed-out wheels, a nice clean fairing, and a big dresser in the back ready to tour, well, then you probably ride a motorcycle. So you probably know that Geico could save you even more when you bundle motorcycle with your home or car insurance. Geico Motorcycle. Save even more when you bundle. Brave, intelligent, kind, loyal. Who am I describing? Well, I'm positive you've heard of her, but you might also think she's not really real. Yet to millions of people, her character is one of the most striking spirits you can come across in literature or film, and embodies real women everywhere. Her name is Hermione Granger, the female lead in the beloved Harry Potter series, written by J.K. Rowling. One of the things is you've got, I guess, the trio, Harry, Hermione, and Ron. And in that group, there's no sense that one of the group is superior to the other or different from the other. Like in, you know, you look at the Three Musketeers, they're all men. Or the Hardy Boys, they're all men. Or in Famous Pairs, Don Quixote and Sancho Panza, Lone Ranger and Tonto. But here we have equal members of a group. Hermione, the female, is not the sidekick. In fact, it is she who often rescues Harry and Ron. 
That's Mimi Gladstein, author of the essay Feminism and Equal Opportunity, Hermione and the Women of Hogwarts. Gladstein is also a professor of English and Literature at the University of Texas in El Paso, which makes her an honorary Harry Potter fan. We were curious if the power of Hermione Granger's character has led to any kind of shift in thinking in our culture. To help us answer that question, Gladstein traveled back in time to share her favorite female literary hero from her own childhood that came long before the Harry Potter series. When I was a young girl, which is a thousand years ago, I read the Oz books. And what I loved about the Oz books is that Dorothy is a main character, that the witches, Ozma of Oz and Glenda the Good, you know, there are a lot of important female characters in the Oz series. And so as I'm growing up and I'm reading these, I'm realizing, you know, I guess I internalized it. Women can do anything. Throughout history, there are examples of prominent female heroes. But for the millennial and Gen Z generations, what does a modern young woman like Hermione represent? Well, Amy Hogan, who's a media manager at MuggleNet, has some theories. MuggleNet is one of the largest online Harry Potter fan organizations in the U.S. Hogan's generation, who grew up with the release of the Harry Potter books, can resonate with the series in more ways than one. We're talking a lot about Hermione, which I think really encompasses what the feminist movement has turned into for millennials, especially. As a female, she's not afraid to be who she is. She recognizes that she's equal to everyone else. You know, she's not waiting around for someone else to solve the problem. She's out there ahead of it. And she views everybody as equal, not just wizards. There's the whole theme of SPEW and rights for house elves and other magical creatures that some wizards view as lesser. She's really kind of all about equality for everybody, which I think is a huge theme in my generation's view of feminism. But not everyone agrees with the benefits of reading the Harry Potter books. The element of sorcery has landed the novels on a multitude of banned book lists ever since their debut in 1997. In fact, just this fall... One Nashville Catholic school forbid the reading of the books in their library due to the use of spells in the text, according to CBS News. Hogan couldn't believe that in 2019, people were still banning these beloved stories from shelves. I guess I have an interesting view on this because I was homeschooled growing up, and a lot of my friends were not allowed to read Harry Potter because of witchcraft. <laughs> I always try to explain that these books, it's not preaching evil. They're not tearing apart the Bible. In fact, in some parts, you know, if you're looking for that symbolism, there is some theological and religious symbolism in there. And what sort of impact does banning the books have on young minds? I think that there's a lot of lessons that can be gained from these books, and it does make me sad that there are some kids out there who won't be exposed to that because of these conclusions that people jump to about the content before actually delving in and reading it and judging for themselves. The character Hermione gave Hogan an unbelievable gift that is more than just words on paper. It gave her a passage into literature that she had never seen before. 
as a kid up until I read the Harry Potter books. I didn't really see myself reflected in a character. Most of the female characters I was reading about in young children's books and those like tween books, it seemed like they were all like the fairy tale princesses or just kind of the side characters. So it was kind of the first time I, as a young reader, saw a female character taking the lead and being more than just a sidekick. Um, I very much was a young Hermione when I was a kid. Um, Bossy, but I embraced it (laughs) because it was okay. I think that for a lot of young girls who maybe aren't getting that support from their family and friends, that it's okay to be like that. It's okay to be outspoken and be in charge of yourself. Hermione is definitely not a sidekick, and neither is J.K. Rowling, the author herself. Gladstein said the creation of Hermione was actually partially autobiographical for Rowling. The obstacles the female heroine faced were sometimes all too real for Rowling. Gladstein reminded us of some of the detrimental stereotypes that come with being a female in a male-dominated world. One of the problems, let's say, one of the problems that she dealt with early on, I mean, why is she known as J.K. Rowling and not her name? And that's part of the stereotyping that occurs in publishing. It's like they didn't think boys would want to read a series by a woman. And so uh, there is that certain amount of stereotyping in publishing. However, Rowling doesn't let being a woman seem too detrimental through the adventurous lives of her characters. One of the important things I love in the Harry Potter series is the way the women are part of the Kidditch teams. And the Kidditch teams, they're talking about, you know, who's the catcher and who's making a goal, et cetera, et cetera. And you don't really realize until a few sentences later that these characters are female. You know, and you only get to realize that is when they use a pronoun, they say her this or her that. But not all women in the wizarding world are heroes. And for a literature buff like Gladstein, that's one of the beauties of the books. There's enough not just villainous males, but there's also villainous females. And I think one of the most, uh, Umbridge is one of the most horrible uh, villainous females. And so I'm happy to see, you know, those kinds of characters in literature too, not just, uh, you know, the strong male evil features. Rowling has, you know, male and female characters across the moral spectrum. You've got incompetent men and incompetent women. You've got evil men and evil women. And you've got great young men and great female characters. It's, it's not just Hermione, but there's others. Since 1997, over 500 million copies of Harry Potter have been sold. The books in total have grossed more than $7.5 billion in sales. And J.K. Rowling's estimated net worth puts her on the short list of billionaires. J.K. Rowling is the wealthiest woman in uh, England. She's even wealthier than the Queen. So I guess we're not the only people that like the Harry Potter series. According to Hogan, the Harry Potter series and its magical life lessons are a slice of reality that's not going anywhere anytime soon. To find out more about our guests, Mimi Gladstein and Amy Hogan, visit viewpointsradio.org. 
This segment originally aired in December 2019 and was written by Annie Crawl. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. Studio production by Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. Viewpoints returns in just a moment. Got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, those are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. My leg was painful, red, and swollen just doing the crossword puzzle. I could have put off telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. He told his doctor and found out his leg pain, swelling, and redness are deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to the lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. If you have one or more of these symptoms, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Welcome to Culture Crash, where we examine what's new and old in entertainment. This year's Super Bowl halftime show marked a return to the big game using nostalgia acts. Instead of highlighting current hitmakers like The Weeknd or Beyonce, this year saw an explosive combination of mostly 90s and 2000s superstars take center stage, as Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, and 50 Cent performed alongside their one exception, contemporary star Kendrick Lamar, who was himself famously influenced by the more classic rap that came before him. And stats published by the Wall Street Journal may indicate why that nostalgia-focused approach was such a success. MRC data shows 65% of U.S.-based hip-hop listening on streaming services last year were of tracks that are at least 18 months old. Simultaneously, monthly radio play of classic hip-hop has risen almost 40% in just five years, with songs like California Love and Get Your Freak On continuing to blast over the airwaves even into 2022. The album's charts also reflect this wave of nostalgic listening. According to the Wall Street Journal, albums from the 90s and 2000s made up one-third of the total number of hip-hop records sold last year. And that's pretty darn impressive, especially in a year that saw the release of new music from Kanye West, Drake, Lil Nas X, and others. I don't know what's on the horizon for next year's halftime show, but I wouldn't be surprised if some more retro artists are in store. I'm Evan Rook. Celebrating historical educational moments in Black history brought to you by Charmin. Back in a moment. We all gotta go, right? But why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Looking for a softer feel at home and in the bathroom? Need something longer lasting? Well, they got you. With Charmin Ultra Soft Super Mega Rolls. Charmin knows that softness counts and Charmin Ultra Soft is absorbent and soft. Now, I don't know about you, but my family can run through some toilet paper, but not with Charmin's long lasting Mega Rolls. We all go to the bathroom, so why not enjoy the go with Charmin? 
Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka was one of the cornerstones of the civil rights movement. Head of the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, Thurgood Marshall took over and served as chief attorney for the plaintiffs. A landmark 1954 Supreme Court case in which the justices ruled unanimously that racial segregation of children in public schools was indeed unconstitutional. Celebrating moments in black history with Charmin. And that's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.